discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you believe that your confessions work? Yeah. I was telling, you know, we have some Bible school students with us here. You know, do you know we have a Bible school? Yeah. Maybe you don't know, I'm telling you. We have a Bible and missions training school. Uh, specifically designed for um, sending out missionaries to start churches. And uh, the school is running this. I don't know if you are from, if you are from the school, give me a wave. If you are in the school, give me a wave. We have some of them with us here. One of them traveled for 12 hours to get here for the school. Yeah. If you don't have understanding, you will not travel. I tell you. So, I was telling them this afternoon that the power of words, your words, teaching, mm, saying things, what you want to see, you must say. Don't just reserve um, speech to church. When you get to church, then you say, oh, I'm, I'm the word of God. I'm the light of God. I have the light. No, it's more than that. So in your private life, in your personal life, put that all-important law. It's a law. Okay? If you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth, you shall have results. So if you put it to work, you will see results. Do you understand? There's no need for you to struggle at all. Believe that what you're seeing is going to come to pass. Okay? If it didn't work, Jesus wouldn't have given it to us. Most Christians don't know the power that they have. You have so much power. And you have to use that power. Okay? Believe with your heart and speak with your mouth. We all have in the same spirit of faith as it is written. I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Don't just know the scripture. Okay? Know the principle. Yeah, know the principle. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Mark 11, 23. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall what? Have whatsoever he saith. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. 
Are you seeing? So this is an important. The reason why I'm letting you stand as I say this, so that you can it can enter your head. Maybe when you sit down, you forget. I don't want you to sit down. So, can you hear what I'm saying? Whatsoever. Look at verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray. The question is, when ye pray. When ye, he knows that you will pray. He didn't say if you pray. He knows that you will pray. When you pray, when you kneel down and pray, Father, I'm asking for this job with total. I pray that I get a job as an accountant in total. I'm taking my my application letter to the place. I believe that even as I go, you are going with me because you are going in me. As I give it to them, I get a positive response to your glory. Thank you, Father, that I've received that job, that well-paying job. I'll be paid 5,000 before this year ends to the glory. Consistently, 5,000 every month in the name of the Lord Jesus. I receive it, Lord, right now, even in Jesus' name. Amen. He says, when you pray, believe that you receive the things which you prayed for. And you shall have them. So, when you stand up, you received it in prayer. I said it's a law. If you use it for yourself, it will bless you. Okay? When you stand up, what has happened? I've received it. Oh? I've what? What did I receive? A job with total that will pay 5000 every month. Consistently. When I take my application letter there and I get home, that's it. I start praising God for it. Why? Because I received it the day I sent, the day I prayed. When I prayed and I stood up. When I prayed, I received my answer. I received my result. He says, he shall receive it and then he shall have it. There's a time frame between receiving it and having it. You received it in prayer. But maybe you have it after a month. Or after a week. After two weeks. Makes no difference. All that you know is that you received your answer in prayer. Therefore, no matter how much time is coming or time is elapsed, it doesn't, you, don't, you don't care. I've received it already. First John chapter 5 verse 14 also says something similar. Hmm? He says, when we pray, we, this is the confidence that we have. That if we pray according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, heareth us, we know that we receive the things whatsoever we ask of him. Isn't it? Let's read it well. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that we have in Christ. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Some people read this and think that he's talking about you looking for the will of God before you ask. No. He's talking about the will of God according to asking. Okay? God has a will with respect to asking him something. And that will with respect to asking him is to pray to him in the name of Jesus. That is the will of God with respect to asking him. John chapter 16, 23. And in that day... You shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Have you seen it? Yeah. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. He will give it to you. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father 
in my name. If Jesus said whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, and he goes, someone else says that if we pray according to the will of God, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, we have, then what was Jesus talking about? Do you get it? If the will of God, if the will of God expressed in First John chapter five verse fourteen is with respect to the will of God, will of God, then this one should not be correct. And the one in Mark eleven twenty four should also not work. This is what I'm talking about. Because the one in Mark eleven twenty four says that whatsoever you desire, do you know whatsoever? There's no it means that even if it's not part of God's will for your life, when you ask for it, whatsoever. Do you understand whatsoever? What's the meaning of whatsoever? Whatsoever is whatsoever. My dear, what do you think? Is whatsoever whatsoever? It's, it's the one in the red mask. Is whatsoever whatsoever? It's whatsoever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore, I say, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. So there's a time when you receive it. You receive it in prayer. So after you have prayed about something in faith, don't stand up and say, I don't know if it worked. You just canceled it. To be honest, you just canceled it with your own mouth. I don't know if it worked. Hmm. We have, I've been praying about it. Don't, don't say that. Don't be that type of Christian who is praying about something for years. Hmm. This thing, we've been praying about it. Hmm. We have been believing God for hmm. We have been praying about it. Yep. Don't be praying hopeful prayers and useless prayers. That will never work. Prayers that are not in, even in the Bible. They are not in the Bible. Have you seen Jesus praying before? When he prays, he gets results. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. He was not into the ritual. We are not Muslims. Muslims are the ones who pray five times a day. With no results. Yet they keep going. We are not Muslims. When you pray, believe. Okay? If whatever it is that you need. Job. Money. Favor. Before somebody. When you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. You see, I don't want to be tagged a fake preacher. I won't tell you something that does not work, or that's, that is not in the Bible. It's in the Bible. If Jesus said it, then it is true. Don't say that Jesus was an ancient man who said ancient things. No. What he said, his word, his spirit, and life. When Jesus said, it is, uh, let there be light, you know, it's, it's Jesus who said, let there be light. He existed as a word at that time. Let there be light was, was him. Hmm? And that let there be light has stayed till day. The, the, the scientists say that they keep finding new um, expressions of the universe. Like they keep seeing, it's, it's continuing, it's still developing, it's expanding. Do you understand? So today they check, they realize that it has moved. Then the next time they check, it has moved further. Like that. It keeps expanding and going and going. New things are coming up. Because God said, let there be light. And the light, when he said, let there be light, from that time, things have just been going. We are in just one small galaxy, Milky Way galaxy. And that one, we can't handle ourselves. It's so big that we can't handle ourselves inside. It's so big. Yeah. There are many galaxies. I preach a message. God. Yeah. And I spoke about the various stars and suns in different universes. 
that are billions of times bigger than our earth and our sun. Can you imagine? Yeah. So if God says A, it is really A. Don't think that, oh, maybe it's small A or A with an apostrophe or something. No, he means what he says. Please, you understand? Don't be a Christian who is into the rituals. You just go and come. Because you are supposed to go and come. No. Don't be that kind of a Christian. Be a Christian who is intent on making sure that the Christianity that he's living works for him. The word works for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. What do you think about what I'm saying? I feel like I should, I should let you know these things. Yes. When you, when you, what, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What things soever you, soever you desire. So, like, know what you are doing. Don't do things absent-mindedly. Okay? Think about what you are doing. Think about the prayer that you are praying. Okay? Don't pray absent-minded prayers. Do you see? Even when God answers, you don't know he has answered it. Because it wasn't part of your... You didn't even thinking about it. God is not into surprises. Surprise! No, God is not into that. He wants you to know exactly what it is that you are asking for. So that when he answers it, you would know that he has answered it. Do you understand? Go back to John chapter 16, verse 23. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name. This is the will of God according to asking. Ask the Father in the name of Jesus. And he says, and I'll give it to you. Look at the next verse. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, so that your joy may be full. God is not happy when you are not, you are not joyful. When something is making you sad. Eh? Your mother is not well, your father is not well. This one is happening, this one. He's not happy about it. He says, ask me, so that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us us to put it in practice right now. What do you think? So, write what you want. Specific thing you want from God. We are all going to kneel down. This place is tiled. So you don't have to worry about your dress being dirty. We all kneel down and ask the Father. In the name of Jesus. Okay? And give it a timeline. If it's a job you are looking for, write it down. I want, know the kind of job you want. Don't be general. I want um, a hair business. What is hair business? What do you mean? Are you going to be going to China to go and bring the hair? Or Dubai to go and bring the hair? Or are you going to be sell, selling the hair like Farida does? What are you looking at? Are you looking at retail, wholesale? Be specific. Okay? So I'm giving you two minutes. Or you need time to think about it. Small time. Okay. We'll give you small time. Go, go. Come. How long has it been since you've been working? How long has it been since you've been working? Um, since June 2020. You told me about your desire to get a job, right? Yes, Pastor. What happened? I got it. How did you get it? Did we pray about it? 
yes, you, you gave me a, a vision you had concerning where you saw me. And I got a job exactly where you told me. Wow. You should say more. He's not saying everything. Say more. Your pastor says you're not saying Okay, so actually the way the job came, I was actually just at my cousin's place, Adam Suman, and I just got a call that, oh, I should come to their office the next day. So initially, that was an interview. When I got there, it was an orientation. So they were just giving us, the, they gave us the job instantly, just there and then. Wow. Wow. But you had worked for them, right? No, worked for them before. You had never worked for them? No. Hey, so how did your orientation, what happened? Um, I, I don't know how exactly. They connected to some one person I knew who gave my, who, who just rem uh, remembered me and just gave my particulars to them. And they called me. Wow. Yeah. You didn't apply? I didn't apply. Wow. Listen. I'm the one who told him that this is what I'm seeing in your life. This is what I'm seeing in your life. If you are not working. Eh? If you are not working, I'm seeing this in your life. You don't need to call you personally and say this to you. I called him just so that you can have some faith. Before 20, March 2021 ends. It's 2021 this year. Before March 2021 ends. Every you will be employed, gainfully employed, and you'll not be paid less than 2,000 Ghana cities. The least is going to be 2,000 Ghana cities. Least is going to be 2,000 cities. So, if you didn't get anything, anything to write, write that one. Let's go on our knees right now and ask God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. If you want promotion, you too, March ending 2021, you'll be promoted. Whatever has been held from you, rightfully that belongs to you, you are getting it in the name of Jesus. The same goes for you, wherever you are, go on your knees and ask the Father what you have written in the name of Jesus. 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 That name that is higher than every other name. It is not fake, it works. It is not fake, it works. Ask the Father. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen. Don't speak in tongues. Ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Speaking in tongues is wrong. He said, ask the Father what you want. Use your language. What you understand. Say what you want. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus concerning this, that, and that. That at this time is happening in Jesus' mighty name. I receive it now in Jesus' name. As I stand up, I have my answer. And I celebrate you for it. That's what you should say in your prayer. Okay? So you have a minute more to do that right now. Right now, ask the Father in the name of Jesus. It's time to receive answers to your prayer. Answers to your prayer. 
answers to your prayer. Father, I pray for your children. My prayer to you, Lord, is for them to have good jobs before March 2021 ends. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Gainfully employed. Paid wonderful sums of monies. Commensurating to their degrees and their academic statuses in the name of the Lord Jesus. Even beyond their degrees and academic statuses academic qualifications in the name of the lord jesus i receive it now answers to this prayer in the name that every office every boss every manager every director of every company foreign companies international companies respond to in jesus mighty name and thank you that those who are working on their own also have mind-blowing contracts before March 2021 ends in the name of the Lord Jesus. You said this is a year of supernatural accomplishments. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. We know that your spirit has commissioned angels to get this accomplished to your glory. Is there anything too hard for me? Is my arm not strong enough? Is my arm too short to save? Say the Lord. My arm is not short to save. The Israelites thought they could not be fed with meat in the wilderness. They asked and questioned, but I proved them wrong. I will prove you wrong. I will make you know that I'm greater than you have ever thought. I'll beat your mind and beat your understanding by my power. For my wind has left me right now. My spirit has moved to gather, to accomplish what you have asked for. You shall see it to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Give God glory for what he has done for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm seeing many cars, plenty cars parked here all over. All around. It will be your car. Your car. Your car. Your car. Hallelujah. Have you received it? Beautiful. Then give the Lord a mighty shout. And sit down for two minutes. So. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. I've been preaching concerning I will build my church. Isn't it? I will build my church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The reason why you need to be employed is because God needs your fight. He needs your first fruits and your first fruits of your increase to build a church. Yeah. So he will stop at nothing to make sure you're employed, gainfully employed and promoted as you're supposed to be promoted. Hallelujah. Nothing can stop your advancement. Listen, this year you will get money. You too, you will get the money some. Sometimes you hear people saying 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. And you wonder, ah, does this money exist? It does, it exists. I think I told you this before, isn't it? And before end of March, no be so. That is what I spread to everybody. Yeah, it's everyone, I tell you. 
Listen, this year you will remove cash like you are mad. You just, you just give it out. Just like that. Without thinking twice. Yeah, it's happening practically in your life. If I be a man of God, yeah, then I'm telling you what God is telling me to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Supernatural accomplishments. Not by my, don't wrap your mind around it. Don't stop thinking. This one, this one, noon. God has said it. It's happening in your life. It's happening in your life practically. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that happens to you. It's happening practically in your life. All those at heaven, you have stayed home for a long time. All of you are going to work this year. Everybody is going to work. And you are all going to rent your own apartment and leave that place in Jesus' name. In this same year, 2021, you, you are going, you are going forward. That business you have touched is going to make hundreds of thousands in Jesus' name. In this same year. Yeah. Yeah. Contracts. What's up with contracts? You'll be shocked. You will see one million Ghana cities coming to your account like this. I tell you. I tell you. You too, you will chop the money some. Am I prophesying to you or what? Yeah. You too. Tell your neighbor, you too. You go chop the money some. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Take your seats. I'm wondering if I can preach concerning about my church. Yeah. Because the Lord builds his church with you. He builds his church with you. Hallelujah. He builds his church with you. So you have to go for it. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. It's going to happen practically in your life. Yes. Practically. 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 Hallelujah. You too, you will work some. You too, you say, I'm tired. You too, you stay in the traffic some in the evening. It's a prophecy, I tell you. You also stay in the traffic in the evening. In your car. In your air-conditioned car. In your air-conditioned car. And the boys will be coming to wipe your screen. They'll be coming to wipe your windscreen. They'll be coming to wipe it. And then you'll be cool for them to wipe it. When they finish, then give them five cities, five cities, five cities. Yeah. It's happening practically in your life. 26, I just saw 26 minutes and God told me 26 cars. Wow. 26 new cars. You will drive some. You will drive some. I said you will drive some. So if you haven't applied, start applying. Let God, you just ask God for a particular place. Go and apply to the place. Take your application letter. Speak in tongues and go. You understand? Speak in tongues. When you speak in tongues, you don't understand. Just speak in tongues. Gain some confidence and go there. Yeah. Gain some confidence and go there. And go and give them your application letter. And let them know you are ready to work for them. All things are yours, right? That company is yours. It was built because of you. I tell you. 
Yeah, that business exists because of you. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit down for two minutes. Oh. I'm sorry, but it's still coming to me. Hey. Listen. We said you, want, you should give God 10,000. You will give God more than that. You will give God more than that. By 1st August, 10,000 cities will be the least amount of money in your account. And you will give way more than that. Yeah. You will say, ah, God has blessed me. 10,000, what is 10,000? No, let me do more than that. Let me do more than that. Yeah. Give more than that. More than that. More than that. This hands, lift your hand like this and say, this hands of mine, mine. will give God more than 10,000. This hands of mine will have, will handle millions in my lifetime. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey, every child of God must work. Every child of God must be gainfully employed. Something must happen. Yes, you must work. You must have something doing. You are not to be idle. You will not be idle this year. You have been idle for years. But this year you will not be idle. This year you too, you will be going to work. This year you too, you wake up at 5 a.m. and bath. You will not be found in bed at 9 a.m. 5 a.m. you would have bathed. You will be in traffic in your car you are going to work. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's happening practically in your life. It's happening practically in your life. Ah, God is fed up of you sitting at home. No, no, no. You don't sit at home again. This year, 2021, supernatural accomplishments. Yeah. Don't say I'm a student so I can't get a car. Oh, 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 oh. You can have it. You can have it. Hallelujah. Sit down for two minutes. Let me pray so that when you go home, at least you you be able to say something to those in the house. And they ask, what did you go to here? You can tell them some, that the pastor preached something to you. Okay? Yeah. So, we've been talking about how Jesus builds his church, isn't it? Yeah. The church is the single most important institution, organization, organism in this world, because it's an organism, it's a living organism. It's made up of people like you and I. Christ is the head, Jesus is the head, and we are the body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, he says that, Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. The church is the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is the church. The church is not a physical building like I've said to you in times past. It's not a physical building sitting down. If we leave this place and a club, a club can come here. Yeah. I told you about big buildings in, in, in the UK, especially in the UK, that have been converted to uh, nightclubs, pubs, uh, whatever. Hostels. Yeah, I saw one that was a hostel. Am I lying? Liverpool. She was in Liverpool with me. You're also there. Ah, stand up. You are all there. You are all there. Am I lying or I'm telling the truth? Come and say something. 
Maybe they will think I'm lying. Come, come, come. Both of you should come. Even if you say one and go, it's fine. You have said some. Turn and face the camera. What did you, what, is it true? That is very true. I remember even in Chester, where I used to go to the library, every time when I pass, I see the um, available for parties, um, clubs. I'm like, this thing we hear is true. I couldn't believe if I was there. Like, is there like where you enter love economy? It's also there. Like a very big temple, very nice. Very nice, beautiful temple. That was, they spent years building. And now it is, uh -huh. Actually, she said no, uh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, a lot of church buildings that you find deserted. And um, they're either um, inhabited by squatters or they're converted to clubs. Uh, some are just for events. Yeah. So, if there's a graduation, you go into this church. Yeah. After that's closed. Yeah. If there's someone like a celebrity coming, mm -hmm. that's what we're they come and do the jam. That's it. Yeah. So, it's like a rent. Yeah. 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 I saw two churches, two big churches in Birmingham. One was a mosque, one was a Sikh temple. Yeah, Sikh temple. I just took a walk in the night and I just saw them. Wow! Hmm. In Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you very much. Let's give a round of applause. So the church is not a building. It's not a physical building. The church is people. That is why I told you that Jesus loves people. And Jesus will go to every extent to make sure his church is built. Jesus' church is built through additions of human beings. Not through block work. Or through concrete work. Or trusses or carpentry work. No. Or tiles or ceiling. They are important. But that is not it. The reason why we build those things, those fiscal buildings, is so that we can... Get a place for the children of God to sit comfortably and for the real work to be done, the real work of building their lives to be done. You see, if this place was not here, we couldn't have been here. Do you see? Doing what we are doing, talking to you, would have been ejected from wherever we were. Do you see? Uh-huh. So, he lets you know that you are the body of Christ. And you are members in particular. So when someone says, uh, I'm not coming to church, I'm not whatever, you are doing yourself. Do you get it? You are doing yourself. You are, you are preventing yourself from being constructed as God will have you be constructed. So I, I remember reading to you in Ephesians chapter 4. Chapter four. We started reading from verse 8. Okay? And then we finished in verse 12. But let's read from verse 11 into verse 12 so that I explain two things to you and then I close. Okay? Do you like what I'm saying to you? Yes. Jesus will go to any extent to have his church built. So when it comes to the real construction of the body of Christ, which is the church, Jesus changes. All of a sudden, he doesn't talk like he talks on a normal day. For instance, when it comes to prosperity, eh, it is Jesus who died for Christians to prosper. Anybody who tells you that Christians are, it's not every Christian who's supposed to prosper. He's lying to you. He's lying to you from the pit of hell. There's nothing like prosperity gospel. There's something like the gospel of Jesus Christ. That begets prosperity. So keep your finger here. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. It is clearly stated in the Bible. Clear. And he was not talking about spiritual riches. He was talking about physical riches. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is his grace. The grace of God brings salvation. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Go to Titus 2 11. Keep your finger here too. How many fingers do you have? In certain places, two. 
Okay, go to Titus 2.11. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Have you seen it? Yeah. So the grace of God brings salvation. Now, in that salvation, that same grace that brings salvation is the same grace that brings prosperity to those who are saved. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, what we're reading, he says that, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. What was his poverty? His life here on earth. Because compared to what he had with what he came on earth for, you can't compare. Do you understand? This is God. God walking on this earth. He walks on gold. Now he's walking on sand. He, that is poverty. Do you understand? Uh -huh. So he says he became poor. He came into this life. So that you through his poverty might become rich. Might be rich. That is his, his desire for you. Third John 1 verse 2. I wish and behold, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. He's interested in your health. He's interested in your prosperity. He's interested in your solical prosperity, the prosperity of your soul. Your soul getting you get, getting to know Jesus for yourself. He's interested. He says the more you get to know Jesus for yourself, the result of your solical salvation is prosperity and health. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So as your soul prospers, as your soul is saved, the prosperity of the soul is the salvation of the soul. Okay? The effect of the prosperity of the soul, which, the, which is the manifestation of your inner salvation, is prosperity and health. So we can't preach the gospel without talking about prosperity and health. Do you understand? So there's nothing like prosperity gospel. It's, one, it's, the gospel, it's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. But then it produces prosperity and produces health for everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. Not some. Everyone. Everyone. Please, you understand? Now, when it comes to building the body of Christ, Jesus changes his mouth. And Jesus start talking, starts talking differently. When it comes to what he cares about most, he talks differently. Ephesians chapter 4, we're reading it, right? Verse 11. Let's go back there. Let me retrace my steps, okay? And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He says that he gave these men of God to the body of Christ for the purpose of perfecting the saints. Okay? The word perfecting that I was explaining to you the last time is catatismos, if you remember. That was last week, last week Wednesday. It means full equipping. Giving all the equipment that is required, all the skills, all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the understanding, all the tools that are needed for every child of God in the body of Christ to be involved in this all-important work of building the body of Christ. So every child of God is supposed to be involved in the construction of the body of Christ. The word edifying is from the Greek word oikodomi. Okay? Oikodomi. And in me, is that, that's where the word economy comes from. That's why we call ourselves love economy. It's not that we are trying to manage money or something. Right? We are talking about the management of God's kingdom. Or the management of the body of Christ. That's what we are talking about. Okay? So when someone asks you, what is love economy? Are you, are you economizing the lab? We are not economizing the lab. We are talking about the distribution of God's Christ. So we say we are dispensing Christ of love. Isn't it? Yeah. 
We are giving out what God gives out now, which is Christ. He wants everybody to have Jesus. And he wants everybody's life to be builded with Christ. Okay? So the material for building up the body of Christ is Christ himself. Hallelujah. So he lets you know, he says, he wants every child of God, every saint, and I proved it to you, I showed you that you're a saint. It's not a Roman Catholic bishop who dies and later is made saint. That is a saint. Every child of God born out of God is a, is a saint. You don't need to die for some man to come and declare you as a saint. Then we are all in trouble. It means we have to lick the boots of that man so that we can become saints. No, God gives birth to all of us as saints. And I proved it to you last two Wednesdays or so. Well, last Wednesday. Beautiful. For the perfecting of the saints. So he's talking about every saint being fully equipped with the necessary knowledge with the necessary understanding with the necessary things tools to help in the building up of the body of christ now how do we build up the body of christ by adding people to it so he wants everyone to be involved in the work of bringing many in and also developing those who are brought in because when someone is brought in first he doesn't understand what has happened he needs someone to guide him he needs someone to hold his or her hands to bring him to the house of god and to help him be stabilized in the house of god now, it is not supposed to be on a select few. Every child of God must be involved. Before the year ends, you must have somebody you have established in the house of God. As a child of God, every child of God must have somebody that is established in the house of God. Because that is why you are being taught the word of God. So that you will be involved in the work of them. It's work. The word work there is ergon. E-R-G-O-N. It means work. Work implies sweat. Work implies using your money. Work implies using your time, energy, mind, scale, intellect. You know, so as you are designed to work like this, you are saying that you are going to give your energy to a certain company. You are going to give your time to a certain company. You are going to give your, and they don't pay the commensurating pay. Most jobs will not give you even up to your lawyer fare. You realize that when you check your lawyer fare, your lawyer fare takes about two thirds. Am I lying? By your job that you're getting this time, it's not going to be like that. Jesus. If you have a job like that, I'm taking you out. God is taking you out now and putting you in a better one. Where you not see, you not drive looking at your full, your full gauge. As you're driving, you're looking at your full gauge. You will not look at your full gauge any longer. In Jesus' name. You will not even see when they increase prices of fuel. Do you know the fuel has changed? In the last two weeks or three weeks, that's gone like four times. You know, you don't know. You're blessed. (laughs) Wow. Work of the ministry. It's called, the the word ministry is service. Hmm? Service. Service. Serving somebody else. Do you see? He says this is the reason why the church is existing. So that the pastors and the prophets and the teachers are meant to build the, 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 they are meant to equip the children of God, the saints, so that they can do the work of the ministry, which is the work of service to the body, to the body of Christ, which is made up of human beings, for the edifying of the body of Christ, so that the body of Christ can be built up, can be constructed, can go forward. How does it go forward? By adding more people. And training those who have been added. And adding more people. And training those who have been added. And adding more. And training. And adding more. And training. And adding more. And training. It's called winning, building, and sending. 
we win you to the Lord, we build you, we send you to do what we have been doing all this while, which is winning, building, and sending. Every child of God. It's not for some people. Every child of God is supposed to be part of it. And it's not the work of the pastor, the prophet. His work is to perfect the saints. So that the saints can do what? The work of the ministry. And edify. Or build. The word edify, I told you, is what? Oikodome, isn't it? It means to build up, to construct, to put up a structure, which is the body of Christ. And he has a certain aim in mind. God has a goal in mind. Next week I'll talk about the goal of the building of the church. The goal of Christ in building the church. God, Christ has a goal. He has something he's looking at. He's not aimless like some people. He's not aimless. He knows exactly what he wants and he wants it accomplished at the end of the day. And he's depending on you and I to do it. Like I said, when it comes to building the body of Christ or building, building his church, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not be like Jesus is almost selfish when it comes to it. I'm using layman's terms. Like it is too important. It's so important to him that he will stop at nothing to make sure it's done. Including allowing even babies, newborn babies to be involved in the work. Just imagine uh, Romedius twins, Jaden and, and what's the other guy's name? And Justin. Jaden and Justin. Just, they are how many, how old? Seven months now? Eight months? Just imagine eight-month-old babies. Can you bring one of them? Are they here? They are not here. Any baby around? Any baby around? <laughs> the baby here will be here, isn't it? Is she here? Yeah, lift her up and let us see her. Yaira, how are you? Just imagine Yaira. Yaira is even too old. Like newborn baby. Have you seen a newborn baby before? Just imagine a newborn baby having shovel and pickaxe. Moving around to go and dig. Yeah. Or carrying blocks. Yeah. Or carrying cement. Like, yeah. they want to give birth to the baby now, a cement is on the shoulder. Yeah. And then it's going like that. Yeah. Just try and wrap your mind around it. You understand why I said that? It's almost as though Jesus is being selfish with it. Because immediately you become born again, he gives you this assignment. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17 to 19. Let me show it to you. I think I showed it to you the last time. Oh, uh, let me show it to you again. And then I'll show you other scriptures. Yeah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all these new things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. He said through Jesus Christ, God reconciles us to himself or brings us back to himself as his children. And has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Immediately we come born again, he gives us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of bringing others to him. Immediately we come born again. No? We are born again as newborn babes. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. All of us are born as children in the kingdom of God. Yet he expects you in your new birth. To bring someone to him. Immediately you come, bring someone to him. What? Why? Because it is too important to him. Everybody. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry must be involved in that work. It's expecting everyone to be involved. Are you seeing it? When it comes to that, Jesus is so selfish that he doesn't care about what your mother thinks or what your father thinks or what your sister thinks or what your brother thinks. When it comes to building his church... He says, I did not come to bring peace. Meanwhile, he's the prince of peace. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. 
don't think that I've come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Keep your finger here. Go to John chapter 16. Jesus is not saying the right thing. Look at John 16, 33. This is the same Jesus talking. Same Jesus. Same Jesus. These things have I, I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. Ah. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He says, I'm saying this so that in me you shall have peace. Ah, so why, why is it? Ah, listen, don't think that I have come to bring peace on the earth. <laughs> that is in the other place. Let me show it to you. Chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 27. I said, when it comes to this particular subject, Jesus is selfish. Excuse me to say. <laughs> Please, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Don't go home and they ask you, what did the pastor say? The pastor said, Jesus is selfish. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie, the way I see you. No. Ask for anybody, the way I see you. Yes. Oh. That is not what I said, okay? I said it is almost as though, it is almost in a, in a normal human mind. You think, ah, why, why is this guy talking like this? It is so serious that he told somebody, listen, go and sell your, all your things. Everything. Ah, I thought you said you like prosperity. Jesus said at one point that, listen, <laughs> uh, how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And the Bible says the disciples were shocked. And they said, who then can be saved? So they included him. They knew Jesus was rich, so they were shocked. Like, how are you, why are you talking like this? Then who, who then can be saved? Including you, who can be saved? Who can be saved? Which one of us can be saved? And Jesus said, listen, with men, it's not possible, but with God, all things are possible. <laughs> yeah, this is in the Bible, I'm not lying. But Jesus beheld them and said, go, go up, go. You, show, you should ask one portion. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go to the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Next verse. When the disciples heard it, they were exceeding amazed. They were shocked. Exceeding exceedingly amazed. Do you understand that? They were shocked to the core, to the bone. Like, ha! Ha! Master! Now you, you they talk. You are the number one on the list too. Because you have money. Then they said, saying, who then can be saved? Two of John's disciples followed Jesus. And they said, oh, Jesus said, oh, what are you looking for? They said, oh, Master, I want to see where you live. Then he said, okay, you can come. When they got there, when they sat in the couch, they slept. They, they couldn't wake up. The couch was so comfortable, they couldn't wake up again. They didn't go the next day. They stayed throughout. They forgot about John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist's camp was very hard. So it's not easy at all. Ha! Locust and wild honey. I tell you. Let that boxer show. I guess. <laughs> Look at it. says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. When the disciples said they were sitting amazed, next verse. Next verse, you, you went up and so go down. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and have followed thee. We have forsaken everything we have to follow you. What shall we have therefore? Look at the next verse. 
Jesus and Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. There's another place where he says, Those who have left everything. Next verse. And everyone that has forsaken houses or brethren. I thought he said he has come so that you prosper. I am come. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life and have it to the full. Ah, see, I have life. And I have it to the full. Same Jesus. He says that no man who has forsaken house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake. There's another place in Mark where he says that for my name's sake and for the gospel. So when it comes to the gospel, for his name, for his things, for his church to be built, he says, listen, leave everything and do this particular thing for me. Whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. You let, I'm saying come and make come back. I'm saying come. Let me show you. Go to so go back to that place where we're reading. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. Remember, we're going to read John 14, right? Let's read that one. John 14, 27. Peace I live with you. Jesus. Oh. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the word giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Can you imagine? My peace I give unto you. Yet he says that don't think. When, so this is for your life. This is for your life, for your enjoyment, for your, your blessing. It's called the Prince of Peace. Do you, do you know that he's called the Prince of Peace? Yeah. Even his gospel is called the Gospel of Peace. Yeah, he's called the Prince of Peace. He's the in charge of peace. Then he turns around and says that, listen, don't think. Don't even begin to think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not bring peace on the earth. I brought a sword. A sharp sword at that. He says, but a sword. Next verse. So what is he saying? It's like, when it comes to this particular thing, eh, it's like every other, okay, all laws suspended. This is important. Let's finish this. When we finish, we can enjoy. Let the dead bury, bury there. It was about ministry, about doing his work, about making sure his church is built. Someone came and said, Master, I want to follow you, but let me go and bury my father. He said, let the dead bury their dead. Ah, and Jesus, you are not being, so when it comes, it's like he's not being, he's not even humane. Do you get it? It's like he's not, he's, no, 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 Charlie, forget about that one. This one is more important. Leave your father, your dead father. Let the dead bury their dead. Come and come and follow me and let us do what we are supposed to do. He told one guy, go and sell everything and come and follow me. Hey! He tells them, if you love your life more than you love me, you are not worthy of me. Hey! It's called the gospel of the kingdom. What I'm saying to you now, it's called the gospel of the kingdom. And the principles, they are different. We have the gospel of Jesus Christ or the gospel of grace. That is for your life and your satisfaction. But then the gospel of the kingdom is for your work, for his kingdom. And he's expecting you. We are not judged on the gospel of grace. We are judged on the gospel of the kingdom. Every one of us will stand before him one day and give account of ourselves. Uh, MFA! <laughs> MFA! Then you come. Come and stand before the judgment seat of the Lord. <laughs> Man of God, you are God. You are always God. <laughs> Out of all of us, you are God. Okay? MFA, so you said that you stand, stand in the box. You know, my son knows how to stand in the box. Yeah, when he does something wrong, come and stand in the box. So he will stand in one tile and then he waits for his judgment. 
Yeah. Pastor Cassie was the one who started it. And we continued from there. So it should be done like that. Yeah. And then God will ask. <laughs> what did you do with your life? Respond. I got married. I had four boys. One is working at uh, where? Barclays. Another is working at Cocoa Board. Another is working at CCG. <laughs> Another is working at VRE. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then God will say, uh-huh, continue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And what else? Continue. continue. I lived a good life. I lived a wonderful life. I was dwelling in prosperity. As you came to give us prosperity, I was enjoying prosperity. I was living in health. As you came to give us health, God will say, uh-huh, uh-huh. And what else? I got my cars. I had five cars. I had ten houses. One in East Legon, one in West Legon, one in New York, one in uh, 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 where? Where? <laughs> one in Adan. <laughs> she says Adan. <laughs> what? God will say, uh-huh. And so what? And so what? That is when you see Christians shaking like this. Christians, oh, they'll be shaking like this. It's called the tell of the Lord. It's an amazing thing. It's like that one is not in the Bible, but it's in the Bible. Yeah. So as much as we tell you about prosperity and wealth and health and all of that, this one too, eh, is very, the reason why you are kept in wealth and in health is so that you can do this one. That is the reason. It's not because like, you prosper and you'll be happy and you'll be fine and you have five children and you'll be walking, you'll all be wearing one dress and then you'll be walking in a town. Hey, one type of family. That is not why he blesses you. Eh? Do, you think I came to die for this? Do you think I came to die for this? Do you think I came to die for you to be able to wear one Adekro, Adekro dress? Do you know Adekro? One type of dress. And you are moving around in town. That is not the reason why I came. I came because of people. I came because of people. I wanted people to be saved. I wanted your life to bring more to me. Not because I wanted you to be happy. <laughs> what did your life amount to? What is the value of your life? How beneficial is your life to me? <laughs> what eternal work have you done? I died for you. What did you do for me? Yeah, someone died for you. What are you also doing for him? Like when it comes to this thing, see, I came down for you. What did you bring up to me? Bass, 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 Japan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's give a round of applause. What a shock! Don't think that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Next verse. Hey, you'll be surprised. Like when it comes to this thing, it's like he has lost it. Yeah. You see how you fight for your wife or your beloved. Especially for your wife. A good wife at that, you know. You fight for her. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can do anything for her. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, no, 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 no. You want to fight for her. Yeah. I was watching a documentary. Not a documentary. It was like a real life something. Someone killed somebody because of a girl. Yes. Yes. Just killed a guy. Very nice guy. Gainfully employed. That was the end of his life. They planned and he planned, got the guy out of his room and shot him dead and bent him. 
Yes. And for five years, he was not arrested in America. They couldn't find, they couldn't trace who it was that had killed the guy. Because this girl came into the guy's life just for one night. He had one night with the lady. One encounter, and that was the end of his life. The lady had a boy. So when the lady got home at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., the boy met her and said, where are you coming from? And the girl said, I've been raped. Raped by who? I was raped by this guy. And they went back to the house, drove, went to the house. The lady went to press the doorbell. I'm, 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 my car is spot. I need you to come down and come and help me with my car. The guy came down. They sat in his, in his car. Went all the way to wherever she said she had parked the car. Then the other guy was following. Then she said, oh, this is my brother. I also called. I called him also. He has come to help us with the car. And the guy came to sit at the back seat. As we were going, the guy held his head and said, you, you slept with you, raped my girl. Boom. And, no, and he bent him alive. He bent him there just like that. Yeah, one night, one night stand. Hey, hey, hey. One night stand is not a good thing, oh. Charlie. You never know who it is that you are one night standing with. Anyway, that was by the side. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father. Yentias at variance, no? We do understand. Let's read BBE. Do you know BBE? Yeah. Rita, do you understand at variance? I don't understand. You two don't understand. I have come to put a man against his father. Against his father. Now, this, these relationships that Jesus is mentioning are the delicate of relationships. Okay? The one you don't know how to manage. These are relationships that are under management almost everywhere. Most guys are not free with their fathers. Is it true? Guys and their mothers are very fine. When your, mother, your father come, walks in and realizes that you are talking to your mother... Mommy's boy. Mommy's boy. You not come for us to talk about men things. Most fathers and their sons are not. Is it true? Jesus says that that relationship that you are managing, no, I have come to cut it. Message. Let's read message version. We don't, we don't understand this one. Message version. Let's read from verse 34. Don't think I've come to make life cozy. I've come to cut. Make a sharp knife. Cut between son and father. Daughter and mother. Always daughters and mothers are not. Is it true? Is it most daughters are managing their relationship with their mothers? Are they lying? You realize your mother is your, your number one criticizer. Have you noticed? Most, most, it's not every one of them, but most of them have that. Yeah, mothers and their, their daughters. You realize that when you cook, ah, it's not nice. But your father would say, ah, it's nice. So you and your father, girls and their fathers, am I lying? Your father, you're like body body. I mean, you're just flowing. But with your mother, you realize that. You see, is it true? It's like the ladies, they don't want to tell me what I'm saying. You are remembering, you're trying to remember. This is why you don't need remembrance, you know. Daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law. This is a very wild relationship. Bride and mother-in-law, very wild Hey, hey, when you go for an engagement, it is one of the advices that you, are, you get. When your mother-in-law comes, treat her like you treat your mother. Make sure she can have access to the kitchen. Because there are some daughters-in-laws who don't allow their mothers-in-law access to the kitchen. No, 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 no. The kitchen is locked. And the lock and key. <laughs> ah. And you have some mother-in-laws who are checking if you are feeding their sons with poison. Hey. It's not a small thing, oh. 
You see, and it's just all about control. Who is controlling their man? The mother has been controlling the son for some time. For years. Now you have come in. You want to control in another way? Hey, no, 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 no. I've come to make a sharp knife between son and father, daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law. Cut through these cozy domestic arrangements and free you for God. This is, this is why I came. Wow. When it comes to building the body of Christ there, the things they are out of the Gospels, okay, if you divide all the things that Jesus said, more than half of them are with respect to what he's building. More than half. It is on his heart. And he says many things about it. Many things. Go down. Let's read King James now from verse 36. A man's foes shall be they of his own household. Your enemies shall be they of your own household. That is when you become serious for God. Your father will start talking. If you're a guy, your father is the one who starts talking. Your mother will be managing you small, small. And your father will be. Sorry? Someone was chased with a cutlass recently. By, by his mother. Wow. By the mother. Boy chased by the mother. The shepherds came to... Come and say it. We don't understand. Thank you, Daddy. There's someone that has been coming to church and he's... Um, he's youth. He's like us. And the shepherds went to visit him. And their mother chased the shepherds out with a cutlass and warned them that they shouldn't come to the church again. Yeah, sharp knife, like Jesus' own. Hey, what a shock. Shepherd chased out with the cutlass. It's as though we are smoking in the church. It's like we are smoking weed in the church. It's like it's a pimp. It's like we are pimping out the ladies. It's not. But their fathers and mothers who just rise up. Meanwhile, if that boy was stubborn, was a club boy and all kinds of things, there was nobody who would say, there was one day, one day, let me tell you, this is the thing I'm talking about. One day, there was a sheep that we had. I don't know if you remember. I think I went with you. Yeah. The guy was going to Benin. He had gone to Benin once, twice. The third visit was going to be the end of his mother because he had taken the fingernails and hair and all those things already. And he was, coming for, he was asked to come for some other things. When he came, he got born again. I think you led him to Christ and he came to church. Do you see? And his life changed. And we went to, the mother started talking in a certain way. That, hey, my son, you are bringing him to church. She didn't know that her head, just one more visit and that would, be, that would have been the end. But you see, pastoral discretion, you can't say some things. You can't say it. So while she was si- we were sitting with her, and she was talking. I was just looking at her. I was seeing chicken head, chicken head, chicken head, chicken head, chicken head. Hey! Yeah. They will start persecuting you. They will start becoming whatever. Why are you coming home late? What is happening? What is going on? Are you ha- is the pastor your boyfriend? Is the pastor sleeping with you? Is- I had, a, I had a family that a whole family came to my, my church. Do you remember? So who was there? A whole family. You heard about it. The whole grandfather, grandmother. Yes. Uncles. Lined up to come and see me in, my, in church because of their one daughter. They say I'm using her blood for the church. Because she should join the church. She's not becoming fat. <laughs> hey, I was shocked. I said, what? So I asked them, do you see candles in the church? Are you seeing any candle anywhere? Yeah. 
One mother called me. Father's Day, she was just insulting me on the phone. Foolish man. You have taken my daughter. My daughter can't do something. She can't be whatever she... I also lost it. I said, hey, madam, you can't talk like that. Hey! I lost it. I told her, be very careful. Stop talking before something bad happens to you. The fact that I'm quiet does not mean that you can insult me like that. Hey! I said, one, two, three. Then she became quiet on the phone. Then I cut the phone on her. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Next verse, next verse. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Ah, Colossians chapter 3 verse 19. Look at Colossians 3 19. This is not supposed to be right. Jesus is not supposed to be talking like this. You should know better. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Next verse. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is what pleasing unto the Lord. Next verse. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. So this and what Jesus is saying. It's like, what's going on? Uh -huh. It's because of one thing, his church. When it comes to his church, the principles are different. He wants it built and he, he will do everything to make sure it's built. So brothers and sisters, make up your mind. Jesus is building his church with you. Make up your mind that you are going to assist and make sure you do your part in making sure his church is built. Because there's nothing. He will not ask you about your prosperity. He will not ask you about your finances. He will not ask you about your houses, the number of houses. He will ask you how many people you brought to him. He will ask you. Who and who and who did your life as a Christian affect and establish in my body? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Closing with this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. There's a judgment seat of Christ for every child of God. This is not for unbelievers. This is for children of God. It's a place to be judged to receive rewards. So he's going to judge you to receive, to give you rewards. And thank you for building what he was building. He's only interested in one thing, nothing else. Only one thing. It's called the church, the body of Christ. That's all Jesus is interested in, nothing else. He's not interested in... Uh, the cars you buy, the houses you build. He's not interested in any of those things. The one you marry, he's not interested. One thing, I will build my church. And he'll ask you, for we must all appear before the judgment of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body or done in body. He's talking about the body of Christ and your own body. What you use this body of yours for? What did you do with your legs, your hands, your mouth, your head? And what you do do is in two, it's with reference to two things, your body and the body of Christ. Then it says, according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. So we'll ask you, what did you do with your life? What did you do with yourself? Did you assist in building my body, in building my church? If you did, it says you have been faithful with little things. Come and be Lord over much. So brothers and sisters, rise up, wake up. Don't be just a church member moving around. You see, we prefer not to call people church members because we are all members of the body of Christ. You are not a member of my church. We are a member of Jesus' church, which is the body of Christ. That is what we are members of. So I prefer calling, saying brethren. For a long time, we have difficulty differentiating between members and we don't, we, because I, I, I didn't, it was difficult to do, you see. Mm -hmm. Because you are actually not a member of my church. You are a member of Jesus' church. I don't have a church. There's only one church. Love economy is just a small part 
that is assisting and creating an opportunity for certain people to be able to build the body of Christ. So take your life seriously and take what God has given to you to do seriously. In Jesus' name. Rise up and thank you for what I shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.